podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. It's been a busy month for Chefs de Cuisine since our last podcast. Our limited engagement in La Jolla, the Pinot Wars, was extremely successful. It was a great food and wine pairing at a lovely private La Jolla home, and it featured Pinots from California and Oregon. Leading wine judge Brad Bruce provided insights on the wines that came from his private cellar of more than 600 bottles. And Chef Trey's Godfredson of Wine Time Catering masterfully prepared exquisite dishes to complement the complex flavors of the various wines. Next up is limited engagement Ocean Beach Paella Passion, featuring the classic paella stylings of Chef Lirosindo West, who has been a mainstay at Cafe Sevilla in recent years. We have an exciting announcement later on in this segment about Chef West. Limited Engagement Ocean Beach Paella Passion is on July 18th at Gianni Bonomo, Venters, 4836 Newport Avenue in Ocean Beach, where winemaker Keith Roll is blending world-class grapes from Washington State and winning gold and silver medals in international wine competitions with prestigious wineries. I've got to tell you, I was blown away by the depth, clarity, and complexity of many of his wines. There's a saying about not getting recognition in a place where you live, and that makes be true in this case, where some folks seem to think good wine must have a label from Napa or Sonoma or France or Italy, but nothing could be further from the truth. This limited engagement series that we're talking about introduces one-time-only culinary experiences in unique settings in restaurants, hotels, wineries, breweries, and private homes throughout San Diego and the Baja. Attendance is limited depending on the venue to ensure an intimate atmosphere that is enlightening as well as entertaining. These events always sell out, so buy your tickets early at www.sdchefs.org. That's www.sdchefs.org. All the events we mention are sponsored by Chefs de Cuisine Association and support projects of the Chefs de Cuisine Education Foundation. Some of these events include things like just since our last podcast, the foundation fed 600 people at a parent symposium for Sweetwater Union High School in Chula Vista, where they discussed important topics like bullying, leadership, and parent-child communication. We also took a busload of youngsters from underserved communities on a farm tour to see where food really comes from and to experience fields and crops and farm animals. That was all part of a healthy cooking class the foundation sponsors through the Boys and Girls Club of South County to instill healthy eating habits and seek to combat childhood obesity and malnutrition. For more information about Chefs de Cuisine events and activities and how to become involved, visit www.sdchefs.org. One last thing, Chefs de Cuisine has a culinary enthusiast membership category for culinary non-professionals who want to become part of the organization, attend activities, and work with community projects. Again, go to www.sdchefs.org for more information.
On the Front Burner puts two no-nonsense culinary professionals on air discussing tough industry topics, interviewing fascinating food personalities, and providing penetrating looks at the industry that we love. We don't always agree and often provide compelling personal insights from a unique combination of life experiences. You know, it's a lively give and take. It's by no means conventional. Elaine owns Sweet Cheeks Baking Company and is a winner of the Food Network's Cupcake Wars and Fabulous Cakes. A seasoned industry professional, she is a cake designer and a certified sommelier. Don is a chef, an award-winning journalist, and a culinary educator. Together we take a not-always-pretty, sometimes-funny, and always-entertaining look at the world of food and beverage. Hi, I'm Don Williamson. Welcome to The Front Burner. Hello, I'm Elaine Artizzoni. So nice to be here today. I'm super excited. Hey, Don, I was just, um, we were just talking about that event that's coming up, and it's actually a whole series, right? The limited engagement series right. that we're doing with Chef to Cuisine. Is that right, right, we did uh, limited engagement La Jolla. Oh, limited engagement, yeah, yeah, yeah. Limited engagement La Jolla. We're do we're doing limited engagement Ocean Beach coming up. I know who's involved in that one. Right, so we've got limited engagements that we're doing all over town, and we're even cool. going to get down in the Baja later on this fall. Very nice. So um, I know the next one's on the that Thursday, July eighteenth. That John Johnny Buonomo Vineyards. And uh, we're just going to say that over and over. Gianni Buonomo. Say it with me, Don. Gianni. I said it already. <laughs> you know, I like to pick on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 it's really a neat place. It, it's got great atmosphere, but the important thing, it has great wine. Yeah, and super cool grapes. I noticed there, uh, one, of the, one of the things we're serving is a Blaufrankisch, which is actually a red grape I used to sell from Austria. And it's really good. And they're serving it chilled as it should be, which is amazing. Um, and then the Charbono and Sangiovese, of course, dear to my heart, super fun. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing that we have that going on right here in town. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, he's winning international awards and competitions yeah, that's great. because his stuff is so good. I'm excited and I'd to check be, it out. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that we've got great paella. Oh, no, I saw that, and it's um, it's Chef West, right? Right, Chef West, and he's going to be doing the classic Valencia paella, Yum. and he's going to be doing a, a, a vegetarian paella for all our vegetarian and vegan friends. I remember when uh, he and I worked together with you with that um, one of the charity events that we did serving turkeys to all the families down South, South Bay, and uh, he was telling me about his past at Sevilla Restaurant, and now hasn't he just moved on to work with our guest? Is well, right? we're going to talk about that a little later, and, right. and, and, and we're going to be the first ones to let the cat out of the bag Uh-oh. on that. All right. Did I blow it? No, you didn't. That was great. <laughs> and since you mentioned our guest, uh, and, we, and we had talked a little bit about not getting recognition in the place where you live, that's not the case with our um, guest today. He's been a gold medal best caterer for California restaurants. He's been voted best 
casual French restaurant and best catering by the Union Tribune. He's been voted best casual restaurant again, best caterer again. He was awarded the national best off-premise catering event of the year by the National Association of Catering Executives. He was awarded San Diego's Finest Service Award by the Convention and Visitors Bureau. Holy cow. And he's even... You're making me feel like a little peon now. He's even (laughs) been knighted by his native country, France. He won the National French Award for Distinguished Service as a Professional Chef. And we're here to salute him today because he is coming up on 40 years this month in business in the city of San Diego. And that's really an amazing feat with restaurants going out of business in six months and in a year. And if you hadn't guessed, we're talking about the French gourmet, Michelle Malico. Michelle? Welcome. I'm so well, what an introduction. Oh, my God. That's impressive, Michelle. I mean, I know you for many, many years, of course, and get to eat your food and get to play against you with desserts, but man, that's awesome. Well, you're very welcome. It's a good thing I'm not on TV because I know I'm blushing. (laughs) We want to congratulate you on 40 years, and a lot of people may know that you're there. I mean, your establishment there in PB, Bird Rock, that La Jolla crescent that it sits in is well known, but they might not know as much about you, Michelle. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you before you became the French gourmet? Oh, well, I was uh, raised in France, obviously, by the accent. I was on, uh, raised on a farm, and I was lucky to have uh, great parents who taught me, uh, you know, the joy of working. Not yeah. just doing your chore, but you had to enjoy doing them. Yeah. I, you probably know, Helen, since you have that Italian uh, ancestry also. Yeah. Um, one of my brothers uh, became a chef. And uh, while he was doing his military service, he used to come to visit us and he would bring, uh, you know, make some dishes that he had learned during his apprenticeship. So that kind of gave me an inspiration. And also, uh, you know, it's cold in the winter in France, you know, when you work on a farm. I say, well, if I'm a chef, I'll always be working in a nice, warm kitchen. Oh, little did you know. (laughs) (laughs) All the uh, chefs out there are like, warm? How about uh, blazing hot? (laughs) And, um, you know. So that's that's how and you know I like to eat yeah and so I figured okay and also in those days chefs were you know known to be able to travel all over the world yeah and as I went through uh, a little bit further in school I learned how to sp- try to learn how to speak English don't laugh oh, stop. and uh, you know I, I American you know and I was always very very attracted to the to you know to to you to the United so States so you learned of English you learned English when you were still in France. Well, I learned some English. School English. Yes. School my, English. my tailor is rich. <laughs> you know, it's like, no. Well, it's so funny because a few years back when I went back to France, I went to visit one of my teachers. Yeah. And I addressed him only in English. And I had a friend of mine who didn't speak very much English at all. But he, it's, we had such a kick of, of giving him a hard time because, you know, I was better than he was then, oh my gosh. by then. Well, you can be sure your English is a lot better than our French. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So. You got that. <laughs> okay. So you uh, were inspired by your brother. You thought you might want to do this. How did it happen? Well, I, uh, I went to a cooking school. First, first in uh, 1966, I spent the summer in Paris. 
And I was uh, my brother, who is a chef, and of course he was out of the military by then, uh, found me a job in a very nice restaurant called La Crêpe Flambée, the flamed mm. crêpe. Yeah. And it was not very far from uh, Pont de l'Alma. And not actually, unfortunately, people know of that bridge because Princess Diana, that's where in the tunnel where she got killed. But oh, it was within walking distance of the Eiffel Tower, the, the big plaza that's overlooking the Eiffel Tower. And I remember uh, the chef was such an artist. I mean, he would take so trembling, you know, showing me how to to, you know, put butter in a sauce to give it a nice translucentness or, or, or whatever, you know, it was great. My, my joy was to come early with him and, and go to the market and buy the, the ingredients for the ratatouille, you know, or, mm. and I would carry the basket, you know. So it was just wonderful. I, I am so, you know, thinking of that gives me, you know, the... the we can hear it in your voice. Yeah, you it's, know, a, it's just beautiful. such a fond memory. No, how, I mean, how, old were you? No. how old were you with? Oh, I probably was 14. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. 1966, I was 14. Oh, that, that is really an inspiring age, though. That's kind of... Yeah. A, yeah and then kids. some of the more, uh, you know, mischievous thing I used to do, lobster used to arrive, and before the big guy came, I used to put them in water and... <laughs> And would bring them, you know, regular cold water just to see how they were. You know, it was just oh interesting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was fun. It was fun. It was a, a you know regular kitchen where you had the chef and you had the sous chef and then you had the apprentice that had been there for three years. Then the one that has been there for two years, the one that has been there for one. I was even lower than the that. Underling. But I probably was the one that had the most joy. Yeah. I remember one of my... Uh, record of burning almonds was four times in a row. Oh, I was like that with pecans. <laughs> you know, I totally recognize that. You put them in the oven, that. you know, and then, you know, being a kid, you know, you do something else. Yes. Oh, the almonds oh, are burning. <laughs> but you know what was beautiful was that when they were done right, we would put them in a in a pot, a clay pot. Yeah. So, and then the smell was so nice. And yeah. those were the almonds that my job was to make the strawberry tart. So I would do the crust for the tart and I would put the creme pâtissière and then cut the strawberry finish it, and then put a few almonds on the top. And that was my, my job there. Plus, you know, doing the crepe at the last minute. But it, it was fun. I, I, yeah. I'm just... It's funny, interesting how that souvenir came back to oh, me. How long were you there? Only three months, mm-hmm. you know, during the summer. And then yeah. I finished the school. And then it was not high school. It probably was uh, part of the high school. And then I went to a, a college d'enseignement technique, which is a technical school in France. Yeah. And that was a two-year program to become a chef. So I had my certificate as a chef. Yeah. And then I stayed one more year. To a, I moved to a different school in Tours. And Loire Valley, right? Tours, the Loire Valley. Yeah. yeah, beautiful there. It is beautiful. Big cathedral and, yeah. and you know, a lot of history. And I did the... Um, the, the, the class to become a dining room service, uh, some oenology, the wine, you know, wine, yeah. uh, because being so close and some of the stuff there were great. We we went to work in the caves, ah. you know, that's where the, the caves are because right. people took out the stones to build all those castles. So yeah. they had a lot of natural caves ah. everywhere. and um, The chateau out so there, beautiful. insane, the mm-hmm. Chambord so, and yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. Incredible place. I remember bicycling there out of college and it, just the sunflowers and the beautiful castles and the wine. My dream world of Chenin yeah, Blanc. Yeah. Is I, I have photos of uh, having dinner with my family by one of the river Le Cher. And you can see it running parallel to La Loire, you know, in a, not far from Vouvray. Yeah. And we bought, <gasps> we bought the area. wine uh, from the winery and then we, we sat in the restaurant 
had to cross the street to come and serve us on the terrace. Oh, how funny. Yeah, very, very wonderful. Yeah. Wow. So there, there were schools. So how do we get from finishing school to the United States? Well, that probably was a dream in my, on my mind because when I was in school, I was a, uh, uh, in sports, I was a shot putter. And one of my heroes then was Randy Matson. And he was like a big, strong American that used to shot put incredibly well. Yeah. And I remember spending hours, you know, on the schoolyard, uh, you know, practicing because it was a boarding school. Uh, and also, uh, you know, when I, was in a, when I was in school still, we, you know, just learning about the national parks and, and everything, Chicago, you know, where they grind the beef, you know, in those days, you, yeah. you know, they were presenting Chicago, like the, the city with all the, 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 the smoke coming out of the hut, you know, I mean, they were, that's what we were showing, of course. you know, like the, the meat industry was incredible. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of that. So I worked on cruise ship. I worked in England, cruise ship. I worked in Germany, in Garmisch, Partenkirchen. Were you mostly cooking in all these yes, places? Yes, cooking. As yeah, opposed to yeah, service. Yeah, okay. yeah, cooking. Mm -hmm. And then I went on the Mermoz, which was a cruise ship. We did the Mediterranean and then we came to the Caribbean and then I found a way to stay here. Um, in uh, Port, Port Everglades, in Miami, and all that stuff. And I worked there for a year, two jobs. I learned a lot uh, when I came here. I was working at the uh, Miami Beach uh, and Tennis Club. What was the big difference for you between working in France and then coming and working in Miami? Well, um, one of my first jobs in Miami, my first job in Miami was working at a seafood place. The fish was so fresh that it was still alive. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was run by three uh, firemen who had a yacht, you know, a oh, fishing wow. boat. Yeah, and they will go take tourists out, catch the fish, and they will bring those gigantic wahoos and oh, the yeah, snapper the and, the, giant grouper. and oh. the grouper oh, yeah. and the the red snapper, you know, was just, and the mai mai sometimes. Yeah, but the grouper and the, the the snapper were the one that were so tough because they will still, you know, be practically alive. So oh that was my job. And there I was kind of like the king there because for some reason they never had a fish sautéed in a pan and finished with a little garlic butter and a touch uh, of diced tomato, you know, best. just a simple way to do it. Everything was broiled. or uh, But I learned a lot and I was learned how to make clam chowder and all the dressing from scratch, the American dressing, because, you know, no little that I knew <laughs> – you know, there's some, there's more than vinaigrette, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But in those days, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know a ranch. I didn't know the ranch racing. I didn't know the Thousand Island, the blue cheese. And I learned how to do all that stuff with yeah. a lot. And uh, it was interesting. And, and also, I worked at the North, um, the Miami Beach and Tennis Club. And there, there was like, it was a whole structured, uh, um, kitchen, you know, with a chef and then a garde-manger and a butcher. The whole brigade. Yeah, yeah. And the butcher was German and he would call me and he <laughs> says, I want to teach you how to cut the chicken. So I would cut the chicken and of course, you know, the little uh, uh, the tender, you know, I was, most of the time I was always do it bad so it would separate and I had to do it until I cooled, you know. <laughs> it was interesting. I mean, such patience, some, yeah. such, you know, the the luck that I had to work with people that were willing to share their Well, I can tell you right trade. now, and you know this too from all the employees we've had, it isn't luck. It is that they saw in you the desire to learn and they saw in you the potential and they saw in you someone who is going to make it and all it takes is giving this kid an extra little 
time, you know, or an extra little focus, and you're going to be the one that that shines. And you can see that in people Mm -hmm. that you hire now. You know that. And well, and they also cared enough about their craft to want to make you good at doing it. And that's something we're going to talk about in the next segment about how maybe that's changed. But now we've got you in Florida and we still are a long way from California. a long way, a long way. (laughs) So I stayed in Florida. What was interesting is that I had a very good school friend. His name is Emile. And I found a way to bring him so he could take one of my jobs. And from there, I drove to New York. And I remember arriving in New York um, and I, I look around and I find a YMCA and I put my car somewhere. And then within the same day, I had two jobs already. Oh, my gosh. Mm. <laughs> you know, I worked in the uh, you know, French restaurant. And for a while, so what I did there is that I replaced the chef while they were on vacation. Oh, yeah. You know, the sous chefs, the, sure. the, the cooks, not necessarily the big shot, you know. Yeah. But uh, I remember doing Hollandaise with two Two balls at the time doing the figure eight, doing Hollandaise. <laughs> you know, that's how busy New York oh was. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I loved it. And then, you know, it was great because Saturday was a day off. And really? Sunday was a day off. Holy cow. In really? those days, in those days, everybody was leaving the city for the French restaurants, right. at least. Okay. You know, they were going to the, to the Hampton or True. to, oh, you summer. Know, yeah, to the summer, you know, yeah. whatever they were. It was just, but anyway, so for me, it was fine. And I was a little guy there and I, I used to go to the, to the, to the opera by myself. And I used to go to see a, a Nyernef, you know, the, the, the dancer in those days. Mm-hmm. And it was just incredible. Yeah. Beautiful. And I was rubbing elbow with the people from La Côte Basque, uh, um, Café René Pujol, uh, the park, um, you know, the West and the, the other park. I mean, and, and, you know, so it was, it was just so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Once yeah. again, I'm wondering, because you had spent so much time working and cooking and learning in France, and now you've been to Miami, and now you're in New York. Did you see a major difference between American cooking and French cooking at that point? Well, you know, when I s- it's hard for me because I've never really worked that much in France, mm-hmm. you know. Right. It, it's right, just you so. Were young. I was young, you know. I mean, I was yeah. twenty when I left. I came to America twenty minus one day, yeah. you know. So I had never really worked in a in a big kitchen in France. You know, mm-hmm. if you read the life of Jacques Pépin, l'apprenti, you know, you see that he goes to, you know, he works in Lyon and then he goes to Paris and he has all that experience there. Yeah. You know, the different kitchen. But me, no, I I, I didn't do that. But I know that, uh, you know, it, it's it's fine. It's uh, it's just interesting. I I wish I would have stayed in France a little longer to learn more, but you know it's okay. But it, uh, so my uh, New York, then I went back to Florida, I got married, and I went to Naples. Well, n- n- let's Naples, not Florida. just jump over getting married. Did you marry someone <laughs> from France? Did you no, meet someone no, no. down that was there? My... What happened? That was uh, that was fine, and then uh, <laughs> I I worked in the country club. He's got a gloss right over that. One. I I was. Uh, I worked in a country club, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a great it's called the Naples Selling and Yak Club. And as a chef, the first year is always the hardest one, because you know, you know, when you work in a club, you always have the members party, and they repeat themselves. So I had the chance to work with a great manager who also was French. His name was Michel, also. And sure, that wasn't we, confusing. We figured out how to do things, you know, really, really nice. Yeah. And so I worked there for experience. Then I worked in a dinner theater there. Um, a, a lot of those jobs were overlapping, 
because yeah. I've always worked hard. And then uh, I worked at the Sheraton Edgewater in Naples, Florida. That was in 1976. And then I, I came to, on vacation here in the middle of the summer. And I look around and I say, my gosh, it's actually cool in the morning here. Yeah. You know, it's 72 degrees. The sun is up and it's not 95. Yeah. <laughs> so I found myself a job on Prospect Street at Le Côte d'Azur Restaurant, uh, right. which was a very uh, a, you know, fun place in those days. And I moved to California very quickly. So here I am. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how that weather thing just... It's such a crazy lure. You've got me. <laughs> I went back to, Flo- all. I went mm-hmm. to Florida for a conference because I was, uh, as you mentioned before, I was uh, the president of NACE, yeah. National Association of Catering Executives. They changed their name now. Oh, Just really? like ISIS has changed their name to ILEA. Now they are called National uh, Association of a Live Event. Or, I don't know, oh. some kind of, anyway. Okay. But um, I went back to a conference and I have to walk from the hotel to the, to the tent where the uh, party was. It was ridiculous. Oh, the heat, yeah, the humidity. Yeah, yeah humidity and Yeah, heat. I know you forget about that. We are so lucky in California. Yeah, we are. I know I was a New Yorker and grew up in New York and thought there was nowhere but New York. And then I came out here. I said, I'm not leaving. They offered me a job. I said, you had me right away. Yeah, I'm here. The weather got me. Yeah. So you were working at a restaurant here for yeah. a while. I worked for a while. I worked for a wonderful man who now is gone. His name was Charles, and it was a he had the French pastry shop. So we oh, I worked yeah. with him at the French pastry shop and at Le Côte d'Azur On restaurant, La Roya Boulevard. La Roya Boulevard. Yeah. I looked at that place to buy it actually yeah. years ago. Yeah. It was out of my out yeah. of my mental range, but it but, was. But uh, he was a very shrewd business person he taught me a lot i learned a lot with him and uh at one point i you know i've always wanted to be in business because you know i'm an aventurer and and uh he did not want to support me in that in the sense that i said well you know i'd like to open a little place in del mar i can buy the product from you wholesale and then you know set it up uh and he didn't want to so i went on my own do you think he felt competitive about it? Yes, did, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. it's okay. You know, it's fine. Yeah. I'm not like that. I, no. Somebody wants to go on their own, I think, great. Yeah, how know. can we help? You know, it's funny. I, I feel like, too, when you've got um, the more competition, in a sense, it brings everybody up a little, you know, to some degree as that's well. That's right. You know, I that's think right. having, if you just have one place, it's... Up to yeah. a point. Because that's sure, something sure. else I want to get to Yeah, later. we don't want to be It's like you go into one strip mall and you got three taco shops and nobody's yeah. making any money. Yeah. But, yeah, I understand what you're saying, yeah. too, yeah. though. So you went out on your own, huh? That's right. I, I bought a place called Le Cake Shack. The Cake Shack. And it used to be our old place is a place where they would make X-rated cake. Oh, funny. You know, in the late oh. 70s, I was kind of like... Funny things, you know, they would make yeah. cake in, you know, yeah. in a guy's shapes and in yeah. a woman's, you yeah. know, torso, whatever, you know, and oh that God. was the main thing. But what I was looking for was a location <laughs> that had an oven and place to work and, you know, possibility of me doing stuff. And, and the reason I went into bakery was, well, I saw a child was successful, but also I thought there was too many restaurants there yeah. then, you know, and, um, so that's how I, you know, I started it. But I started offering catering also from the beginning. And it was very interesting. 
Now, I don't want to get too far ahead, but catering is a whole nother world. How did you go from deciding I'm going to open a bakery to I want to be a caterer? Okay, that's a good question. Uh, I It just happened, you know, and I... I uh, did someone just because ask you to say, cake, can you do this I'm not a party? baker. I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to measure. You know, I don't like, I, I oh, cook by feeling. I you cook, and I are the same. You know, when, yeah. when, uh, you know, when you read old recipe, you know, from uh, Rabelais and all those guys, they, you know, you take a beautiful capon, you know, and, and five nice looking whatever. And then that's how you make it, you know, yeah. salt to taste, you know. Yeah. It just drives me nuts when somebody says, oh, you have to put a quarter. Five grams. You know, this it's crazy. <laughs> I you know, know, just do it, you know. Ounces. So yeah. uh, I, I always like cooking. So I went, you know, to my first thing. And, and catering is very flattering. You know, you go somewhere, someone's home. I remember I, in those days I used to do small party, like dinner for eight, dinner for ten. And I would go in my Peugeot and I would go <laughs> with my, my two or three orders, my my food and people love me. You know, it was it's just so rewarding, isn't very it? Very rewarding. It's that instant gratification. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's very rewarding to go to yeah. somewhere and then do but it. But you and get then, that if you work front of house restaurant too. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, but you're right with catering. When it's small scale, you have that personal right there. You're cooking right in front of them and yeah. they are, wow, and you're amazing. And oh, listen to his awesome accent. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly you get into bigger catering, which yeah, you also did. Yeah, and yeah. then do you feel the same about that? I, I enjoy uh, the planning, the planning of it. You yeah. know, it's like people. How oh, do you do a party for five hundred people? How do you do a party for three hundred people? I say, well, I use my calculator first of all <laughs> to calculate how much I'm going to need. Right. By experience, I know how much I should plan. Right. You know, and and access to the food and how do you want it served and what's going to work, what's not going to work. You know, when you have experience, you don't overpromise. You you promise. And you over deliver, right? And I see a lot of time. I go somewhere to eat. It can be an hotel or something, and and the food is great, but it takes so long. And you know, by then, you know, the bride has to do her first then and her second, you know, whatever, you know, you know, doing. There's a program to go along, and if you are not keeping up, yeah, you know, it, it's uh, it's it's challenging. Yeah, you're right. It's the timing of events is huge. Right, and and at some point, I need to say that. Um, as most of you know, because we've talked about it before, I came to cooking late. Uh, I was a journalist for 20 years. And then when I came back from Asia after writing in Japan for a while, I decided to go to chef school. So I went to school to become a chef, came back out here to San Diego, and the first job I had was at the French Gourmet. Really? <laughs> Do you know this? Do you know this? I, I don't remember. Over the years, I have had so many wonderful people going. Were you cooking? Were you cooking? Yes. Oh, I, I was a catering chef for the French Gourmet, and it was such an experience for me. I remember that I had been there a while, and they had some degree of confidence, and they said, okay, you're doing La Jolla Country Day School, the, bar- the barbecue tomorrow. 1,700 people. Oh. <laughs> I had never done anything like that in my life. The oh, next year, um, they had me in charge of the new Beaujolais dinner, uh, which um, which they do each year. I went to that and, one year, um, years ago. So it that. was just an amazing experience, the catering and the working for Michelle. And it's really funny because I meet so many people along the way now who are chefs and are doing things here in San Diego. And they started at the French Gourmet. Well, like Chef West, who's doing the July 18th event for the um, 
for the limited engagement series. He now works. That's right. I think today for Chef Michel. Well, he started. In very June. proud to have him. Yes, that is really he's starting cool. today. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is it okay that I just said that? Yes, it is. Okay, very okay. Okay, okay. Very that's okay. the announcement, folks. Yeah, yes. <laughs> chef West has been the premier paella chef at Sevilla for years. Yeah, he's now. good. And he's, good. Uh, he's doing our event in uh, in July 18th uh, in Ocean Beach. And I, he and Michelle have been talking, and I guess they've consummated that. He's starting today as we speak. So today we're celebrating 40 years of the French Gourmet Woo-hoo. and one day of Chef oh, West at the French Gourmet. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Congratulations. And so it's now really a big deal. I want to take us to the French Gourmet because the second segment that people listen to next week, we're going to talk about the French Gourmet and its growth and your kind of take on the industry now so tell us how you got into the french gourmet well i uh, like i say i bought that that bakery and called it french gourmet right away mm-hmm. and started doing catering i used to find my customer just by uh looking at the office next door to me they were a typewriter shop and i i got a chance to see all the executive secretary bringing their their typewriter you know to have their oh, to nice. have it fixed and uh, so slowly, you know, it just happened. I, I surrounded myself with some very good people. Uh, uh, one of uh, the key players was a radio station called KFSD. They helped me a lot with publicity. I, I still have ads of the my, one of my first ads of San Diego Magazine. And, and uh, the, it used to be also the one that was um, uh, Home and Country something. Oh, yeah. The Omen Garden, Home yeah, Garden. that I, I have, and then my nice. logo then was the Eiffel Tower. So uh, yeah. that's over the year that has changed. So, but uh, uh, so the place next door to the French Gourmet became available, and that was a small Italian restaurant. So I took that over, and then the place on the other side became available because the typewriter by then, you know, computers and everything, they didn't need to get <laughs> their typewriter fixed anymore. And, you know, I've done a lot of wonderful things uh, over the years. I just, and we're going to talk about some of those wonderful things in the next segment. And so, but we're going to stop now and we're going to um, once again, congratulate you. Look forward to what we talk about in the next segment. Elaine, this has been fun. I'm looking forward to the second half. I know it is fun. Michelle, thanks so much for being here. We're, well, we'll one thing I want I want to say, you know, we'll is talk. that I, I came up because of the 40 years year, I came up with a little saying on the bottom of my scene. She says, culinary trend and fads come and go. Appreciation of quality and yours. We are happy to share our God-given talent, making each day a delicious one. 40 years and still loving it. Woohoo! That All is right. awesome. And on that well note. Done. Thanks for having us.